Hi, music teachers. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast is all about jaw tension, specifically temporomandibular joint dysfunction, TMJ, and bruxism. Now, my special guest is Claire Corbett. Now, Claire is a registered physiotherapist from Palermo Physiotherapy in Oakville, Ontario. And Claire is actually my physiotherapist. Now, if anybody knows about clicking, popping, and soreness in the jaw, well, it would be yours truly. When I was 18 years old, I had a wee bit of an accident. I fainted. I fell forward, landing on my chin, and I broke my jaw, and I did do damage to my TMJ. So recently, when I started experiencing some stiffness and some uh, excessive clicking of my jaw, when I was singing, I thought it was time to seek the help of a professional. Now, not only did Claire do a really great assessment, she did a treatment, she made my jaw feel so much better, and she was also able to explain exactly what was going on, and she gave me some take-home strategies. So I am so pleased that Claire was willing and able to speak to me and share her expertise. As always, we have some fantastic teacher takeaways on this podcast. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. I am with uh, my special guest today, Claire Corbett. And Claire is a registered physiotherapist here at Palermo Physiotherapy in Oakville. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Claire, for You're your welcome. time today. We just actually, Claire just did a wonderful assessment. Uh, with my jaw, and you actually, my jaw feels fantastic. I have to tell you, it awesome. feels wonderful. Uh, so today's podcast is all about jaw tension, um, TMJ, bruxism, and uh, uh, just a little bit of, well, a little bit of information about what you do in in your day to day practice, uh, and also uh, maybe some takeaways for voice teachers like myself who are working with people with jaw tension. Um, so let's get started. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So uh, my first question is always uh, a little bit. Tell tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Yeah. So um, how did you get interested in physiotherapy? So I grew up in Vancouver. Oh wow. Um, I did a lot of sports. I was the uh, the athletic child. <laughs> I was really big into soccer and I raced competitively at cross country skiing and biathlon. So biathlon is biathlon. Target oh my gosh. Cross country skiing. <laughs> Um, so I did that very competitively throughout high school to the point where I was always missing school, that wow. kind of thing. So when it came to graduation and my parents said you should probably go to university, the only <laughs> thing that I could think of doing would have been like a degree in kinesiology. Wow, okay. Which is, you know, a sport-related movement, mm-hmm. exercise science type of degree. So I went to the University of Calgary and did my Bachelor of Science in kinesiology. Um, through that, kept uh, I had stopped doing sports more competitively, just started doing things more recreational, started right. enjoying, enjoying university more. <laughs> um, then when I had finished, or sorry, throughout, the, throughout my last year, I had worked and volunteered in a couple of physiotherapy clinics just oh, nice. to see if I liked that kind of setting and, and what I you know, if I would find that interesting as a career. Um, I did as well go to physiotherapy when I was about 16 too. So for did you have injuries during you your school? I had sort of a, a back injury related oh. to, you know, too much too much on one side of my body, and so I was kind of creating this imbalance in my back and getting some back pain. Um, at the time, to be very truthful, I didn't think physiotherapy was what I, what what was for me at that point. Really? And right. I, right. I, I okay. thought, 
Well, I didn't fix it, but I went. Oh. <laughs> but I went once, which is oh, okay. you know well, not what's you know. supposed to happen. Right. So um, we have uh, students that come to us for one lesson, and we, yeah. we don't know why because yeah. you're going to get nothing out of that. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, years later, I started volunteering and working in physiotherapy clinics, kind of as like a receptionist role, assistant mm-hmm. role. Then the following summer, I injured my knee playing soccer. Oh. Walked into a physiotherapy clinic, and on my second appointment, they gave me a job as a kinesiologist. What? Yeah. <laughs> so literally stumbled upon. Uh, this is after you you got your degree. Yes. Yes. Wow. So I had you know I was supposed to go home that day and like look for a new job, uh, <laughs> you know that whole first job at a university thing, and I happened to th- they happened to be like, would you like a full time job as a kinesiologist here? Wow. And I said. Absolutely. So I did that. Okay, that for, never happens no. to anyone no. ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Continue. Okay. So then um, I worked there for about two years. So as a kinesiologist, you're more involved with the treatment part of the of the physiotherapy sessions right. and the exercise prescription. Okay. So I loved working with people. I loved uh, that I wasn't sitting behind a desk. I loved. Mm. I just loved the environment of it. But I didn't like that. I didn't really make any decisions. And I didn't do any of the like assessment part of it. And, like, okay. Sort of the, the you know puzzle putting, putting the puzzle, puzzle together. Putting, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, after that, I applied to a couple of physiotherapy schools across Canada. It's a difficult program to get into. Mm, very um, I ended up at Queens in Kingston, so I had to move across the country. Oh my goodness. Um, and so I finished my master's degree in physiotherapy. Um, wow. And then uh, here we are. What's a typical clinic? What's a typical day for you in the clinic? Well, it's pretty it's pretty varied. We see kind of a very uh, broad range of either ages and uh, you know reasons why people are coming to physio. It could be anything from like sprains and strains, sport injuries, post surgical, mm. um, you know, rehab. Uh, we see motor vehicle accidents, workplace injuries. Uh, you know, the clinic here also sees some. Uh, like newborn babies, uh, sort of the peds population as well. Right. Um, and as I was telling you earlier, there's three physios here. We all see sort of a, a special interest case. Mm-hmm. So myself, if someone phones in um, with a TMJ issue, generally they'll put them on my schedule. Right. So how I kind of started liking it was, um, you know, in physio school, we all pick apart each other's, you know, <laughs> when we do the labs. Right, we're, right. So we're trying to assess each other, and everybody's young and healthy, and nothing's wrong with them. Right. So in our TMJ lab, I had uh, a slight deviation in my jaw, and, oh. uh, and you know, so then everyone's coming over and, like, picking apart my jaw, and <laughs> I had no idea that this was... I have oh, you didn't know that you had an issue at all? No, I was I, discovered in the I, lab. I had a surgery, uh, a big dental surgery, when I was... 12 or 13, okay. um, where I had uh, like a whole whack of the teeth removed. Oh, wow. So they put me under for that. Um, wow. So I'm assuming they just sort of like, something happened Probably. with that. Yeah. And ever since then, my jaw just kind of deviates to one side when I open and close. Oh. No pain, but that's kind of how I found that interesting. So. Oh, neat. Yeah. It's always interesting how we find our path. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and often we fall onto yeah. the path. Yeah. Oh, this is a nice path. I love that. Um, so, uh, so we're talking about uh, TMJ and bruxism today. So can you, let's start with TMJ. Can you just give, do an overview for somebody yeah. that might not know that term? Uh, so TMJ stands for temporomandibular joint. 
Okay. Um, so when we say TMJ, that just says temporomandibular joint. So sometimes we say TMJ dysfunction if someone's okay. having an actual issue with their. So TMJ. I have TMJ dysfunction. Yes, you okay. have a TMJ. Everybody has a TMJ. Right. <laughs> but I have a TMJ dysfunction. Gotcha. So it gets its name from the two bones that connect the joint. So it's the mandible, which is right. the, the the jaw bone, mm -hmm. and then the temporal bone, which is kind of just below your temples okay. there. Um, so if you put your fingers uh, right in front of your ears and just slightly lower from there, and then you open and close your jaw, you should feel it pop in and out okay. uh, right up underneath your fingers. So that's your TMJ joint. Okay. And that joint, um, it's it's fairly complicated and it's often pretty overlooked in physio. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's used so extensively throughout the day. We talk, you know, we, we yawn, eat. we eat, we sing. Um, and it's so overworked and so powerful, yet, um, you know, it's just, it's never really assessed all that much in physio. It's, hmm. you know, a lot of physios don't treat it as well. It's kind of more of a specialty, so. Wow. Yeah. Um, it has a, a disc component to it as well. Okay, so, so let's talk about, I, you are the first person in all my history of, of my jaw issues to tell me about this disc. So yeah. explain the disc that's in Sure. So we have what's called the condyle of the mandibles, and the mandible is the jawbone. And a condyle, it's just kind of like a big kind of protrusion up from there. Right. Um, and sitting on top of that is a disc. So it's kind of like the meniscus in your knee. It's mm -hmm. kind of like a cartilage structure. Okay. And it sits between that and then the and then the rest of the, the top of the mandible or the, the temporal bone of right. the jaw. Um, and when you open and close your mouth, that disc sort of slides forwards and slides back, slides forwards and slides back as you open and close your jaw. Okay. So if you have any um, dysfunction within that disc, it can create things like popping and clicking and, and those types of crunching kind of noises in the jaw. Right. If that okay. disc is um, getting a little bit a little bit out of place, a little bit displaced. Okay. Uh, what are some of the reasons that people experience conditions of the jaw, like either tension or pain or TMJ? Or yeah, um, it could be from a lot of different reasons. Um, Generally, I find when I, I have a new assessment that's a that's a, having an issue with the TMJ, there's always I always find there's something that's happened. So either you know they've had a history of um, trauma to the joint, either they you know maybe were involved in a sports injury where you know they got an elbow to the face or something like that, or you fall on the jaw like yourself, um, or a history of a car accident where there's a whiplash component. Okay. Neck the symptoms with the neck can can really play into the jaw. Um, then anything else like um, a surgery of the jaw or like jaw surgery, so corrective surgery of the jaw, any right. big dental work. I wanted to ask you about braces. Yeah. Do braces really mess up and cause some problems? Oh, they, they, I've got a ton of students with they, braces. They can, yeah. Um, you know, every time the kid goes to the orthodontist and they You're tighten the wire. Right yeah. I remember having that pain and it was terrible, but right. generally it subsides in a couple of days once you right. get used to it. But when we, when teeth are sort of a factor of TMJ, it's more the molars at the back. Oh. Um, it's more the contact of the molars at the back, and if those aren't um, kind of in line, then it can it's kind of more those teeth that are more of an right. issue with TMJ. So so really, braces should be helping some jaw issues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We hope. Cross yeah. Our fingers. So, so, sorry, what are some of the other conditions that um, interrupted you there? Then there's, um, posture can kind of be uh, a factor as well. Can we talk about that? Poor posture. Yeah. All right, so so posture. I mean, here you and I are, we're all hunched <laughs> over talking to each other. <laughs> but um, 
I mean, singing teachers were all over our students about posture. So, yeah. so what are some of the things you uh, see and you help correct in your practice? Sure. So for, for the neck and for the jaw, what we would look for is the alignment of the head compared to the shoulders. Okay. So what we look for is sort of the ear there should sit right kind of in line with the tip of the shoulder. My so voice if, teacher always used to say that, ears over the yeah. shoulders. So <laughs> if, if someone has their chin really poking forward like that, we call okay. that a forward head posture. Okay. Um, that puts so much tension on the muscles in the front of the neck as well as the muscles kind of at the back of the neck. Okay. And that's going to be a big issue for singers probably because that's, those put such a disadvantage to those muscles that mm. you use for singing so much. So. That's why posture can be a big issue. So we work on that if it's if it's an issue. Mm -hmm. When I looked at your posture today, it actually didn't look too bad. Oh, yeah. So it's not, you know, you see some people that are just chronically so like this. Forward. So I have a few students like that. Yeah. What about uh, our delightful texting, Nick? Yeah, yeah. Do you see a lot of that now? I do, yes. And what I typically see people come in here into the treatment and they sit like this, but I try and catch them out in the waiting room when they're sitting on their phone waiting for me. Oh, <laughs> oh, you got that's a good, that's a good, yeah, right. Because so you see people in there more in their like natural environment, more in their relaxed. Right, right. Um, yeah, but it's creating a lot of like a lot of neck issues, a lot of thumb issues, all that texting. And stuff. Right. So. Yeah, so posture, yeah, posture is a big thing. Uh, so ears over the shoulders and the, and the placement of the chin. Yeah, it should be slightly in. tucked in a little bit. Okay. Kind of like someone's pulling a string up and back from the top of your head. Uh, so you're sitting kind of nice and tall. It shouldn't feel rigid, like right. when you're sitting, it shouldn't feel like you're, you you're, know, you're standing out of tension. It should feel like a relaxed posture. If you think of your shoulders just kind of sitting over top of your hips okay. um, and that chin Right. a little bit a little mm -hmm. bit uh, tucked in there should feel natural it shouldn't feel like you're stressing to, to mm -hmm. stay in that position okay uh, th that's a good one all right no sorry again other other conditions other uh, other reasons why people really suffer with jaw issues uh, I think the only one I think that's it I think uh, um, you know we talked about the the car accidents the jaw surgery the trauma the posture, the bruxism, mm -hmm. those are big reasons. Okay. Stress can be a big one as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Stress is everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's so multifactorial. Right. Um, so when someone comes in, you really have to, really have to check out a lot of different yeah. issues. Now, do you work in, in conjunction with other professionals? Like, do you, like, do you have a dentist that you refer to, or, 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 or a, another? physiotherapist or how does that work yeah, with your well, community? Within the clinic here we have massage therapy. Right. We also have karate and yoga therapy as oh, well. Okay. So um, sometimes I'll refer people to massage therapy if I really okay. want them to get in and work through the muscles. Okay. Um, I, maybe I would refer to yoga therapy if I thought they needed some breathing techniques, relaxation mm. techniques, things like that. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of dentists in this building um, <laughs> that we will chat with as well a little bit to... So you confer with yeah. them and talk about situations. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a little difficult. It's always, you know, either talking to dentists or physicians. It's, it's never a, a perfect line of communication. It is. Well, it's interesting but. too, right? Because, again, like with, with... Because it's multifaceted and you've got many different reasons. Yeah. 
but everybody you see everybody separately. Yeah. Like like I said, you were the first person to tell me about the the disc, and I see like my dentist knows about my jaw issues, and my doctor obviously knows, and even the chiropractor that helped me with my neck didn't really talk about that. Yeah, so I, I find that education and you know. It's a very powerful tool, and just yes, putting that into, into your hands so that you mm-hmm. understand it, it's like, can go miles where, you know, to, to see what it looks like and understand what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of my assessments, no matter what it, the issue is, I, I usually kind of bring out my iPad and, and show people oh, awesome. what it exactly, you know, this is what you've done, this is the, this is what it looks like, and yeah. people kind of have this little light bulb moment, they're like, Oh, that's what it looks like. But you're more motivated to make the corrections if you really understand what what's going on. Yeah. I think. Yeah. That's, that's what I think. Well, a lot of physiotherapy is more about um, trying to make changes in your lifestyle mm-hmm. habits. Mm-hmm. You know, we can put you on the treatment table and pound away at things, but a lot of it is what you're doing the other 23 and a half hours right. of the day. So it's trying right. to trying to make a change and trying to motivate you to make a change in you know the bad habits of resting right. your chin on your jaw and things like that. Right. So, what are some of the symptoms? Uh, like, they're varying degrees. You can have a little bit of, like, for years, I I didn't really have any un- uncomfortable symptoms until recently. So, what are the varying degrees for someone that might have uh, TMJ dysfunction? Well, yeah, it really depends, kind of, why you're having a TMJ dysfunction okay. about what the symptoms could be. Okay. Um, Things like tension in some of the muscles around the face and around the jaw and around the neck can, okay. can start as really mild symptoms. Okay. Um, where you have tenderness if you poke maybe at the angle of your jaw okay. or you poke in the temples and it's tender there. Or you poke underneath the chin and it's tender there. Um, that can be sort of that beginning uh, just where it's more related to tension of right. the jaw. Right. Um, more of like a myofascial pain mm, okay so that's okay. kind of what we would call it if it wasn't actually something related to the joint it's more okay. related to the muscles surrounding the joint it's more of a myofascial type of pain okay so that would be so my injury is is an injury so my yes. condition is injury based because yes. I had an accident but you see people that have, have don't have any like you well you had a dental Yes. But so some people can come to you and they've never had an a, an accident and it's not injury so it's more muscular. More muscle related. So typically something to do maybe a bad habit they're doing oh. can, can lead to a muscle imbalance and then they're getting a lot of tension sort of either so one side or the other. Let's talk about those bad habits. Sure. What are those bad habits that we should be warning people about? Chewing gum is a terrible one. Right. Terrible one. I hate that. <laughs> Have a mint if you really need it. <laughs> Um, things like biting your nails, okay. chewing on pencils, mm. things like that. Where I have a, a singer that chews on her hair. Yeah, like she just yeah that like, would do it because it's a one-sided motion. Right? So that would create a, an imbalance there. Okay. Where you're chewing on one side. Mm-hmm. Um, also chewing your food on one side oh. for you know your whole life um, can cause just an imbalance in the muscles. Oh, so so if you have some dental work and your favorite yep. on one side, that can really absolutely oh, I absolutely. See. Um, leaning on your jaw, uh, oh. you know, with your with your fist, like I do every day, just puts I... a lot of pressure oh. and more more compression through those structures. So that can be a, um, a bad habit. Poor okay. posture is also okay. um, a, a big a big one. So the the and the relationship between the muscles of your neck, the muscles of your shoulder, um, can put a strain on the muscles of your of your jaw and of the front mm. of your neck, causing uh, more tension and, and more 
more uh, stressed in your jaw. See, some of some of my singers, they have when I watch them sing, they have this tendency to kind of twist and tighten. Absolutely. When they sing, so that's going to cause yeah. some problems if we're yeah. not correcting that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And they're completely unaware too. So yeah. if I tell them, no, you're kind of tilted. They they'll yeah. often disagree with me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so when we're so those are things we really need to watch out yeah. for. Absolutely. Mm. Um, another thing, if you're just sitting there listening to this podcast and your teeth are closed, your oh. teeth are touching, 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 either at the at the back, then uh, that's putting more tension through your through your jaw as well. So if so, you're so stop doing that right now. So if you're so what it should be is that there should be uh, your mouth should be closed and your teeth should be about two millimeters apart and you should be breathing through your nose. So it's like resting position. resting position where it's the least tension through everything. And the tongue where should the tongue should be resting at the top of your mouth. Top, top of your mouth. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else about TMJ? So you have either injury based or muscle-based conditions. Yeah. So it can be from a couple of different reasons why you see a dysfunction in the TMJ. Like we talked about already, it can be muscle-based, so more of just a muscle imbalance and creating, you know, increased tension in certain areas, certain muscles. It can also be from that disc creating an issue mm-hmm. too. So that disc um, can almost become displaced where it's um, uh, clicking in and out when you open your jaw. And that can be some of the reasons why you get pain in the jaw. Um, another uh, way, another reason is just an arthritis of the joints, mm-hmm. sort of a wear and tear, um, and things like that. So that's kind of the the, the big categories. There's some from some few little other reasons, but they're kind of more rare. Do you need a doctor's referral to come you see don't. a physio? Okay, you do don't. not. No. All right. You do not need a referral to come see a physio. Okay. Um, and then, when would you recommend, like as a voice teacher, if we see someone really struggling, when would we recommend? Um, I would say if anyone is having, if it's impacting what they can do or what their full ability is, that oh, okay. would be a good time to send them um, to a professional. Um, even one session to get some education can right. go a long, long way with what to do, what not to do, right. um, and a few little exercises and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, it can also be like more of a maintenance thing, mm-hmm. you know, where maybe for you, for example, oh, I have to come back. We, we do like <laughs> we have a lot of work to do for sure. You know, we, we, uh, we can do a treatment before you have a big um, a show performance or something. Yeah, I, I just want to tell everybody. So, so Claire did this. Um, well, you tell them what you did to my jaw. You manipulated which muscle? Um, it's called the lateral pterygoid muscle. Okay, and it, it wasn't friendly. No. It was a little uncomfortable, but I have to tell you, my jaw feels so much better. Yeah. So much better on both sides. Yeah. So if I did that, if I took you on tour with me and you did that before <laughs> I stepped on stage, uh, I would sing like a bird. Like yeah. it really did loosen that up. Yeah. And I think we forget too, this is common in your industry, like we live with this tension and we forget. Yeah. And we wait until we're in horrific pain, yeah. we're really experiencing problems, and and often the treatment is very simple, but now we have to really take care of ourselves and we yeah. have to follow up, so. Yeah, and that is an exercise I tell people to do on their own too. I teach them how to how to do a release of that muscle. Okay, so tell them where that, where that muscle okay, is. Okay, so it's, a, it's, a it's really that's... deep within the jaw. Right. It's at the top molars, Beyond the top, beyond the top molars of okay. the jaw. So, if you want to reach inside of your mouth with your thumb, okay. 
um, and you're gonna go find your top molar right. at the back, and then you're gonna so reach. Feel where you were pressing. And you're gonna reach a little bit further, and then with your fingers on the outside, you're gonna squeeze your thumb and your fingers together, and it should hurt a lot. Yeah. And <laughs> you hold it there for 30 seconds, a couple of times. It's my favorite. I find well, it blows people's minds what that muscle it was. Can do. It was really, really something because yes, it was uncomfortable, but I really do feel like that. There's just it's it's just so much more movement. Maybe yeah, yeah. just relaxed. Thank yeah. you. The muscle under our chin and right under our here. Talk, let's mm. talk about that. We talked yeah. a little bit about that in my appointment, but. That's a big problem for us singers. Yeah, so those are called your suprahyoid muscles. Right. So the hyoid is a bone that sits kind of right um, just above your vocal cords mm -hmm. there. And so the muscles um, under your chin are called your suprahyoids, and the ones underneath that are called your infrahyoids. Okay. And their function is to open the is to open the jaw. The jaw. Generally, most of the time, your jaw doesn't need a, a huge muscle component to open because gravity opens your jaw. Mm -hmm. Whereas singers use those muscles quite a bit more mm -hmm. to, to open the jaw more forcefully. Right. More. Right. So that I find for me personally, and I see, if I watch my students carefully, I see that there's tension there, like just opening the jaw and, and I, can, I can feel it on behalf of them sometimes. What's, do you have any kind of uh, recommendations? Can you do self-massage Yeah, you can guy? do self-massage to like really any of the muscles okay. within the jaw. Um, you know, if you wanted to do it for those muscles specifically, you could just take your thumbs underneath your jaw and just kind of press around and uh, massage down through there. Um, finding spots that hurts are generally the spots that are tight and need okay. a little bit of release. Right. It is a bit of a sensitive area. It is very hard, yeah. so it's it's it can be a little bit a little bit uncomfortable. Right. But you can do the same thing to muscles um, right at the angle of your jaw if you just go up towards oh, I, your yeah. towards the, the corner of your mouth. From okay. the angle of your jaw, yeah. right in there, there should be some meaty, ropey uh, muscles that are a bit tender too. So yeah. you can kind of massage through there as well. Would that be something that you would recommend, like in a in a like a vocal warm up? So getting absolutely, stuff, you would you would sure. thumbs up on yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, self massage. We have to be careful. Absolutely. Right. So give yeah. us some guidelines for self massage so that we're not. So I, I typically tell people to maybe massage for. 30 seconds to a minute, okay. maybe you do that two or three times. Um, more than that, you know, you can create pain and you can create right. soreness. You can, you can do too you much, can do absolutely. Too much. Right. Yeah. Okay, so just really, and uh, pressure-wise, just, just moderate? Moderate. You want to do enough that you're feeling something, you know, you're feeling a little bit of discomfort, but you don't have to make it super painful. Okay. What about stretches? for the head and shoulders and neck. What yeah. do you recommend for those? Because um, I find our singers have a tendency to really clench up in the, in the shoulders and the back. And I mean, there's anxiety with singing and yeah. there's a lot of thinking going on. So what, what stretches would you recommend? Well, I mean, it depends on if I were to assess someone and see what, like, what right. limitations there are and what they would need to do. But you can just, the general neck stretches or, you know, bring your ear over to your shoulder and just kind of hold your head and give it a little bit of a, a tiny bit of a pulse so you feel a little discomfort okay. there. Another one you can do is just bringing your nose down towards your armpit and same thing. Kind oh, of, that's a good one. And Ooh. kind of hold your head and give it a little bit of a stretch. It shouldn't feel painful. It should just feel, again, like a mild discomfort. Right. Stretches should be held for 
30 seconds or so as well. And no bouncing or No, pulling. just a constant pressure, okay. not too much, not, shouldn't feel like you're ripping the muscle, it should just <laughs> okay. feel like a mild stretch. Right. Um, stretches I do for the jaw specifically um, is the one I taught you earlier. Right. So, so let's talk about that one. So you're going to put your tongue at the roof of your mouth, mm -hmm. and then from there you're going to open your jaw. And you're going to keep your finger actually on your chin just to kind of give your, your push your chin backwards a little bit. So you're creating that bit of your, your neck is in a good position. Mm -hmm. You're going to hold that for five seconds. You're going to do it about five times. You should feel a little stretch in your jaw. You shouldn't feel any clicking or popping or anything in your jaw when you do that. Well, let's talk about bruxism. Sure. So, so what, is, what is bruxism? Bruxism is the grinding of your teeth. Uh, generally at night is okay. when most people um, experience it. It's uh, a subconscious habit. Mm. So if you wake up in the mornings with um, soreness in your jaw or um, headaches kind of in the temples, okay. that can be a sign that you grind your teeth at night. Uh. As well, maybe a partner or something tells you that Probably you're grinding at night. Some people do during it do do during the day as well. Okay. Um, can be related. Is it just for adults or can kids have kids it? Kids can have it too. Yeah, it's it's kind of anyone that can experience it. Okay. Um, it can be related to things like stress and anxiety. Mm. Um, if it's at night, it can be related to sort of sleep issues too. Oh. So, um, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a complicated, no one really knows quite why, but so it's kind of a, a thing that should probably be more looked into from like a dentist or right. maybe a physician or something as well because it could be related to something else but why you're doing it right so right okay now with some um, mouth guards yeah so that's usually something that a dentist do you need to go see your dentist about the mouth guards you do okay yeah that would definitely be something that the dentist would make for you and also determine what kind of mouth guard and uh, the, if it's appropriate or not and do you recommend um, I typically tell people to talk to their dentist about it. I'm not an expert in the mouth guards. I okay. find that, in my understanding, there's kind of two different kinds of mouth guards you can get. One sits in the front of you, like sits in your teeth, and it protects your teeth from when you're grinding from the at wear. night. Right. Um, so mouth guards are generally to wear at night from the grinding. Mm -hmm. You always hear people like gnawing down and do they just break through their mouth guards oh. and like it doesn't wow. work or whatever. Whereas with that, I don't feel like you're fixing the, the issue. Right. Um, whereas in my understanding, is you're just another, protecting the teeth. Yeah, there's another type of mouth guard that kind of sits more at the back of the jaw and um, kind of splints it open a little bit. And, oh. and again, I'm not an expert in mouth guards, right. so I tell people to go talk to their dentist right. about it. But yeah. Okay. Um, what about? Uh, oh, I have some actually specific questions. So uh, a voice teacher. Um, from our group uh, suffers from bruxism and she often experiences the popping in yeah. her ears. Yeah, is there something that she can do for that? Is that related to the the grinding? Do you mean the like the popping of the joint of the jaw or uh, I think she experienced it like as a popping in the ears like you know the pressure like the pressure the pressure yeah. Yeah, that could be um related to a lot of different issues okay um you know that popping is like an equalization of the pressure within you know the the, the canal in your ear and the right. pressure in the atmosphere okay um so sometimes like a like a dysfunction or an imbalance of the muscles around around the neck and around the jaw 
can can cause that, but it's kind of an, an unknown thing why the popping happens. Okay. Um, I, I did have a previous patient who experienced that, and he had a ton of other symptoms and other reasons why okay. things were happening. It was very, very multifactorial, but mm -hmm. once we started doing treatment, it went away. Oh, good. So, okay. whether it's related to just some of the, the, you know, the muscles kind of creating more tension in certain areas. Right. Um, so I would say so for, for her, maybe some of the muscle release and probably to get it a, maybe get an assessment and figure out like right. it's hard to say why something's happening without totally checking Without someone sure. out and, so and looking at all these different factors right. um so it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to say just no, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but now i have a student an older lady who has um in ear hearing aids yeah and she has been experiencing a lot of tension and she was wondering if it was the hearing aids that might be causing the jaw tension i know that's a strange question but i thought i'd throw it at you it, because it, i knew i was coming it here. could be um it also could not be right um, if you stick your fingers right in your ears your yeah. pinkies in your ears and you push yeah. forwards yeah that can be um a spot where the tmj is you know you're kind of hitting the the part of the jaw part of the okay. joint there so if that is um that is actually sometimes sometimes a test we do to see if the there's uh, uh, like it's a pain provoking test to see if there's pain, if there's localized pain within the jaw. Right. So if there's an ear hearing aid that's pressing on that spot, then that probably could be a, reason, could be a reason why. But, but again, you again, have to it see could them. be like lots of other different reasons. But yeah, I'll ask Claire. So if the, if the joint is irritated, mm. that test where you stick your fingers in your ears and pull forwards. It will be painful. So if that, if the jaw itself is irritated, mm. then if there's a hearing aid there, it might it press might, on it. it, might, press it on might. Okay, that's um, good to know. Claire, thank you so much. You're welcome uh, for talking to me today, and also for my assessment. My jaw does feel much better, and I certainly feel a little more confident when I'm giving some of my students some corrections. And uh, I actually think I have a couple of students that I to refer to you amazing <laughs> so we will probably be in Great. touch uh will you come back and, and do another podcast sometime sure awesome awesome so thank you very You're much welcome. for your time today that was great so there you are voice teachers some really fantastic teacher takeaways and some strategies for your students for your teaching studio now I wanted to let everybody know that Claire took the time and put together a one-page PDF which is available on our podcast page so if you go to thefullvoice.com backslash podcasts you'll see full voice podcast number 22 and Claire's a PDF all about temporomandibular joint information, the do's and don'ts, a really great handout and a really great resource for your teaching studio is available free. So please take advantage of that. And as always, if you have any questions, please reach out. Our, my email is nikki at thefullvoice.com, N-I-K-K-I. We welcome any comments or questions. And as always, I am wishing everyone happy singing. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by canoe music. Canoe music.ca.